you are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Lana McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what is going on, sir? Not much. It's Friday. It's the end of a very eventful Cowboys week. Uh, and it's, it's a good time in any to kind of circle back on and try to refocus where we are because of all the news that's happened and, and how it's changed all the angles, uh, especially on something like free agency. Yeah, free agency is upon us. It actually kicks off on Monday. I believe that uh, actually midnight uh, on Monday, you know, Sunday night, Monday morning. Uh, so this is everybody's reminder to uh, turn on the Adam Schefter notifications, yeah. uh, the Ian Rappaport, because we're going to be getting news like crazy. And look uh, out for the fakes. Look out for the people that are yes, faking it. Yeah. <laughs> make sure that you're not getting yeah. fake news. Yeah, make sure you see that little check mark because that, yeah. that's what matters on Twitter, right? Uh, I'm saying that as to talking to somebody who doesn't have a check mark, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, all right, so Landon, uh, we expect actually the Cowboys to have some interest in some guys in free agency. We've already seen them clear up some cap space by restructuring a couple deals. Uh, they lowered Dak Prescott's cap number to be maybe a little bit more aggressive. Now, we, we need to preface this with saying <laughs> we don't anticipate the Cowboys going after many big name free agents right this isn't like they're going after the big fish but i think they are going to be more aggressive than they have been in years past maybe targeting guys in the middle tier correct yeah i mean i think it's still it's 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 better than nibbling around the edges which is what they have done several years in play in free agency yes um but i don't know that they're going to be necessarily in the bidding for the top free agents in in football i mean they they already they already were they got the top free agent uh in football in Dak prescott so if you want to look at it that way sure uh, Sure. they've spent a lot they've already spent a lot of money in free agency so um yeah I, i do think what it does allow them now to do is kind of look at uh maybe at some of these positions that needs spending a little bit more money to get a quality starter instead of a guy that is kind of just filling a hole until you can potentially draft someone to take his spot uh so it'll be interesting to see exactly how they they allocate the resources that they've gotten now that they've uh, flipped a couple of these switches because uh, i think it might give us a little bit of a tell as to what they think the strength of that position is like in the in the draft yeah, and I would agree. I think that's going to be a, a very good indication. Um, let's first talk about the offense. Is there any position on offense where you could see the Cowboys spending any significant money? I, I mean, when I say significant, I mean basically more than the veteran minimum. I guess I could see quarterback, right? That's the one spot if they want to go out and get a backup. But outside of quarterback, is there any other spot? I mean, I, I would not be surprised. I mean, there isn't. 
a ton of, of names out there, and, and, and maybe I regret saying this, but I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to go out and, and you know, get a swing tackle again or just re-sign, you know, Cam Irving or, or, or just see what they can that's do the with name, them. right? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 that's really – outside of that, I, I can't imagine that they're going to spend huge money there. And, and again, like I said, from what it looks like, I mean, even Cam Robinson got the tag from the Jaguars, so yeah, it's, not like the, yeah. it's not like the tackle market is exactly uh, uh, bursting right now. So, uh, you know, and that actually so, could be a reason why – why Cam Irving doesn't come back, right? Maybe somebody offers him starting level money. I mean, he's not great, but I could certainly see a team talking themselves into saying, hey, maybe he could be our right tackle next year. Let's just not go into the draft with that hole. Yeah, I mean, really, the only people outside of him, you know, and, and some of these other people that are in this tier, you saw that Eric Fisher got released today, and Mitchell Schwartz. Uh, these are mm-hmm. guys that obviously are two Super Bowl playing offensive linemen. So, uh, you know, it, maybe they'll get they'll have a market. I think Schwartz likely will have a market. Um, and so, you know, but I, yeah, outside of tackle and quarterback, you know, backup quarterback. I, I don't see them spending a bunch of money here. You know, may, maybe you know it'll be interesting to see what they see they do like at third tight end if they bring Blake Bell back, uh, but That's which I hope really they the do. Yeah, yep. but but uh, but I think outside of that, you're right. They're not going to be huge spenders here. It's mostly going to be plugging holes and down roster positions. Yeah, the only other spot that I could potentially see is at center. Like if they want to bring back Joe Looney, I think that makes a lot of sense. I know there's a Cowboys pipe dream out there where a lot of people would like them to go out and sign Nick Martin who was released by the Texans, I, I don't see that either because I think ultimately the Cowboys want, or de- want to develop Tyler Biotish, their fourth-round center they drafted last year from Wisconsin. I think Looney is better suited as that backup that's well-liked in the locker room that doesn't have to start in order to provide value to this team. So I think that's pretty likely it on the offensive line. Maybe if you're really desperate, like a a fifth or sixth wide receiver, but I don't even really see that. I it just feels like the offense for the most part is set. Correct. Yeah, I mean, I think you said it the other day. They're they're going to be probably the first team uh, or the only team in the NFL that's going to return all eleven starters in their mm-hmm. uh, offensive coordinator. So uh, I think their their starting eleven is certainly pretty set. Uh, and, and I think you could say a lot for a lot of the backup positions too. I think they just have what they need, and, and really defense needs to be a lot of the acquisition focus. Right, and I wouldn't be surprised if they used you know the third day of the draft to, yeah. to bring in some guys at the bottom of the roster to churn some of those guys, but. With how limited they're going to be in cap space, I don't expect them to spend any significant money on the offensive side of the ball unless it's a backup quarterback. And we talked about this, I believe, on our Wednesday show, right? Yeah. If a Jacoby Brissett or a Mitchell Trubisky or one of those types of quarterbacks wants to come here uh, for the Cowboys and back up Dak Prescott, I could see that. Don't expect them to spend money on that side of the ball. Just wanted to take a quick break to tell you guys about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV with real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts, and make sure you use that promo code LOCKED ON. Let's get to the defense, Landon, and. <laughs> 
there's a lot of holes to fill and there's a lot of potential names. So let's just go position by position. I want to start on the edge because this is a, a really interesting position for the Cowboys because they have Demarcus Lawrence locked up to a contract. Uh, Randy Gregory is entering the final year of his contract. Doran Armstrong is entering the final year of his contract. So they could use a veteran defensive end to be that third guy. Uh, I, I did write some names out and let's start with Alden Smith, who's a free agent. Do you think the Cowboys are interested in bringing him back? I don't know. You know, that's a really interesting one simply because he he, he suddenly doesn't become a, a scheme fit now that we're switching back to a kind of a more one-gap four format down front. I mean, he certainly could play there. I don't think that that's going to be such a, a, a thing that he couldn't get by if he wanted to play in Dallas. But Especially on first and second down if you yeah. wanted to leave him there. Yep. Yeah, I don't think that that would be, like, prohibitive if he wanted to come back. Um, you know, I, I think – you saw a lot of him really tailing off at the end of the year last year. And I think a lot of that was because, you know, he's his first year back and the NFL season is long. And, you know, maybe with a true offseason, uh, he can really, you know, kind of finish strong and maybe have a more even season. I don't know. You know, I, I'd be interested to see what his market is like because I have a feeling that he's going to be a guy who's likely going to go wherever he's going to go is going to be for another one year deal because he didn't yeah. necessarily prove himself this year. And, and frankly, this is a terrible year to kind of try to make another big splash in free agency. So, yeah, I, I would not be surprised if the Cowboys brought him back simply because uh, all those things seem to align for that. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I, I think. If you bring him back, you're probably gonna. It's probably gonna demand some snaps there, and 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 if you're looking to potentially get something in the draft to develop, uh, it it might get really crowded there really quickly. So I'm okay uh, bringing him back though if, it, if it's on a similar deal to what we saw last year, right? Like if he yeah. knows he's gonna be the third defensive end, I'm actually okay with that. Like I I feel like that's fine. I would I would, I would rather almost do that than spend a second or third round pick on this edge class because I don't love the guys on day two. That's fair. I mean, I guess, you know, uh, I would love to see – I think that there's some guys a little bit further down the in the draft that you could end up taking and developing if you wanted to bring Alden Smith back and, like, you know, do a combination situation, sure. you know, and, and still see what you have in uh, Dorrance Armstrong. And, and, I, you know, honestly, I think they should have interest in maybe re-signing Randy Gregory if he kind of shows back up and, and plays well early in the season. I, I would not be surprised if they they w- reached out to him for a short extension early next year. But, you know, again, I mean, to, to your point, frankly, it, you can never have enough pass rushers on this no, team, no. especially if you're going to have the kind of cornerbacks that we're going to have. You want guys who are going to be able to get to the quarterback uh, early, just to protect them on, in the longer snaps and, and then also to force turnovers that they, they will gobble up on errant throws. Any interest in bringing in like a bigger name free agent edge? There's a bunch out there. I, I again, I don't expect them to be interested in like a Shaq Barrett. But what about the guys that are going to command like ten to thirteen million dollars a year? The uh, Carl Lawsons, Melvin Ingram, Jadavion T- Clowney types. Any interest there? I mean, there's person. I bring me Carl Lawson all day, sure. every day on sure. twice on <laughs> Sunday. Uh, but but did you but know no. he had the second most quarterback hits last year? I actually, I yes, because we we were both friends with John Oning, so of course I did <laughs> I did know that. Um, yeah, no, I mean I think I I I've been a big fan of his for a long time. I'm because I'm, yes. I'm from Auburn, so or I went to school at Auburn, so I, I I've I've been aware of him. And then obviously John has been uh, prophesizing him for a long time. Right so the show, yeah, yeah, I I think. 
I, I think he's fantastic. I just don't know that the Cowboys... He's going to get paid. Yeah, he's, he's going to get, get paid. And, and paid. I, way more than the Cowboys are willing to spend yeah. the position right now. So, Jadavion Clowney, Ingram, they're kind of on different stages of their careers where Carl Lawson is like still ascending. I think Clowney and Ingram are in points where they need to be rotational guys. I could see the Cowboys being interested, but the price would have to yeah. be... If they get squeezed, they would have to get squeezed. Right? Yeah, yeah, they would exactly. have to be guys that get squeezed. If guy, if, if the market just gets soft on them, and and it's and we've got to the draft, and one of them, and neither of them have been signed, uh, and they're just looking for a deal for a one year deal to, to kind of showcase their skill set for next year. I mean, especially Melvin Ingram. Give me Melvin Ingram. Like, I mean, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take Melvin Ingram as a situational pass rusher. Sure, absolutely, sure. I'll take that. Uh, one last guy that I want to mention on the edge, and this is really just a personal favorite of mine, actually somebody I know that the Cowboys liked, I believe back in the 2017 draft, uh, Tyus Bowser coming out of Houston, really played like an off-the-ball linebacker spot for Baltimore over the last couple of years. They put him on the edge in 2020, and he was really, really good on limited snaps. So I don't expect him to get paid a ton. But if you want to gamble on an upside player who's only 25 years old, Tyus Bowser is somebody that I'm at least keeping an eye on. I, I'm assuming he's going to get five to six million per year, but that's somebody that I'm at least in, uh, you know interested in, and somebody that we know the Cowboys were interested in at one point in time. Uh, let's go to defensive tackle, Landon, and this is really where the Cowboys could upgrade dramatically in free agency. Yep. And the guy that we've been talking about, which seems like for months now, right, is Dalvin Tomlinson of the New York Giants. Uh, the Giants franchise tag Leonard Williams. They drafted uh, Dexter Lawrence in the first round just a couple years ago. It doesn't look like they're going to get a long-term deal done with, with Tomlinson. Uh, is that somebody you think is a realistic option for the Cowboys? I, that that's what I've really had a hard time with. You know, I, I think now that Dak has been signed and he's on the franchise tag, it certainly puts it in the realm of possibility. Uh, whereas if he was on the franchise tag, I would say, no, this is, this is a deal that's definitely not happening. Yeah. I would, I would say that, you know, I think uh, I, I wish we knew a little bit more about how Dan Quinn felt about spending at the position. Um, you know, I'm, I, obviously he may not have the same qualms about spending money at, at that kind of def- bigger defensive tackle that, uh, that, that, that you know Marinelli did because he clearly mm-hmm. wanted to kind of draft the the orphan types as he said, yeah. um, you know I I think that I think there's a pretty decent chance. I also wonder if Tomlinson doesn't get a pretty decent contract in in free agency simply because there isn't very much in the way of options of defensive tackle in the draft. Yeah. You know, and this he's is the, really really good at a skill. Like he is yeah. maybe one of the best in the league at stopping the run. Yeah, I mean I, I think for the Cowboys. Look, if you want to save, you really want to save some money. Pay some, pay some money to Dalvin Tomlinson because yep. then he'll make your linebackers look better, so much better that you won't have to worry about what you do with the with the late Vander Esch and with Jalen Smith because you'll feel better about what you're paying them currently. Yes, uh, I would agree. I think that's maybe the best signing the Cowboys could make all off season because not only does he help you stop the run, he keeps your linebackers clean. Uh, I think he helps out the other young defensive tackles, yeah, maybe totally. some fewer double teams. So I expect him to get absolutely paid in free agency. And I'm hoping the Cowboys do it because he's just a really good player. Now, if you if you want to save some money, Landon, there are other options out there. And one yeah. of my favorite cheaper options 
is actually another former New York Giant in Jonathan Hankins, who's played with the Raiders for the last three years. Uh, I've been able to, to watch a lot of him, and he's not the same player that he was maybe early on in his career with the Giants, but he's still a really, really good run defender. Uh, I saw today that OverTheCap.com projected him at about $3.5 million per year. I think that's something the Cowboys could certainly stomach, uh, but they weren't interested in Hankins. A few years ago, when he hit the market, do you anticipate them uh, being interested now? I see. I this is another one I'm totally confused by, right? Because I always assumed that Hankins' lack, the lack of interest in the Cowboys for Hankins was again Marinelli related, yeah. but yet here we go. He turns around and signs with Vegas, uh, you know, last year. So. Uh, I, and he I was don't know. good for them. It was yeah, and he them. was. So so I don't know if 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 Marinelli's just kind of learned his lesson or or what's happened. But uh, and I guess my point is is that was this a Will McClay thing, not a not a not a Marinelli thing? So I don't know. I I mean I think yes. Like give me Hankins for three million. I, I, the Cowboys got to solve their run defense woes, especially yeah. if they're going to be a team that is going to try to score a bunch of points. The the the, the way that they the teams will get you out of your rhythm is to control the ball and if you can't stop the run your offense can't get back on the field and you can't score points so uh, the Cowboys need to figure out a way to solve this and I think the easiest way to do it is to give up on this ridiculous idea that you can't go and spend a little bit of money on on a guy who is mostly a run defender that is the truth but I I think there is enough value in that that you should spend the three to five million I, I mean honestly i think it's worth like you said going after De- uh, tomlinson and, and getting a guy like that because it, it's just it, it's passing game is obviously everything to the nfl but you can sure. still get gashed in the run game and i think the cowboys proved that as much as anything if you cannot stop the run you can't get above the mcmosher line <laughs> you, can't, you can't you can't win games in the nfl and I, and I think especially late in the season when they are where they're trying to go you have to be able to stop the run right hankins isn't a long-term solution for this team no. but as a two-year solution until you find somebody else uh, i like it and listen I would rather spend $3.5 million a year in free agency on a guy like this than use a third-round pick on a Marvin Wilson or Tyler Shelvin, guys that you're hoping can be Jonathan Hankins, right? Like, that's that's the hope is what, you know, Tyler Shelvin could be in the NFL. So just pay that guy, get him in here. Maybe he only plays 600 snaps on the season. That's okay. Bring him yeah. in and he'll be fine. I was just going to say, like, I don't think e- either of us are asking for them to start drafting these guys in the first and second round. No, but I think, no. but, but I think it's time to start investing more than just undrafted free agent contracts in the position. Like, I think it's, you yeah, know, yeah. a late round pick to develop a guy and then a free agent signing. That's that's a sweet spot. Uh, just enough to actually get the job done. Correct. Not, not you know, hope that you can up, upgrade uh, a guy who nobody wanted through seven rounds of the draft. And, and you, you hope that he can, with some experience, he can get slightly better. Moving on to linebackers, there's really not much out there, Landon. And with the yeah. Cowboys already committing, you know, salary to uh, Jalen Smith, Leighton Vander Esch. We'll see what happens with Sean Lee. The only you know really notable player is KJ Wright, who it appears the Seahawks are going to move on from. But Wright says he wants to get paid. Is he willing to take a lesser role with the Cowboys? I don't see it. But uh, do you think there's any chance KJ Wright unite you know reunites with Dan Quinn? I don't think so. I mean, look, I if they say. if they want to overpay a guy that's a Sam linebacker, then again, let's let's kick let's kick Jalen Smith out to Sam linebacker. But if not, then like, uh, yeah, I don't really see 
I, I just don't see him getting paid like that. You know what no, I'm saying? No, like, no. I, I just, I mean, I, I don't know who he's going to go get paid. I mean, he's, his position is so specific and so devalued in the NFL that it's, it's, it's hard for me to see him having a huge market. So I guess uh, keeping that in mind, if he wants to circle back with us near the end of free agency and, you know, see what's going on for a one year prove it deal. Sure. I mean, I'm certainly open for that, but again, like if he's trying to get paid or if, if, if he thinks that Seattle is not paying him enough money, this is not exactly the kind of guy that I want to spend a bunch of money. Right. I, mean, I don't want to spend a bunch of money on a Sam linebacker period at this point. I saw an interview with KJ Wright where they asked him if he would take a hometown discount for Seattle. And he said, listen, I've been underpaid my entire career in Seattle. It's not time for me to, to take a hometown discount now. So it sounds like this is a guy that wants his, his pay and deservedly so. He's had a great career. Uh, he's always been underpaid and I expect him to get paid in free agency. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all of the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure the often intimidating questioning lines like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX or a Z65 XM17? You have to wait while the counterman orders the parts on the computer, choosing the only brand that the warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at your home, in your pocket, no need to endure those awful questioning lines anymore. You have time to look up the answers because guess what? You have the convenience of ordering these car parts right there in your home. RockAuto.com is a family business serving car parts to customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com and shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers, not just the ones they have to pick from in the stores. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet, which, as a dog owner, I know I have to replace often. Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same car parts going into one of these fancy doodad stores? Go to rockauto.com and see all of the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us section so they know we sent you. They have an amazing selection of car parts and always reliably low prices. Everything your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com for everything you need for your car delivered right to your door. rockauto.com uh, Let's move on to the defensive backs, specifically the cornerbacks, Landon. And this is, this is a fascinating position yeah. because I think both you and I are in agreement here that the Cowboys are likely to address this position either in the first round or definitely by the second round if they do, don't do it in the first round. But there are a lot of interesting guys you know, scheduled to hit the free agent market, and they're at all different levels. Let's start at the very top. I know a lot of people like Richard Sherman. That's obviously a scheme fit. I'm not sure that's realistic. To me, the top corner in free agency is William Jackson III uh, from the Bengals. He was drafted in the first round in the 2016 draft. The perfect cover three cornerback. Uh, that's what he was at Houston. It's what he thrived in with Cincinnati. I don't think he's going to get Byron Jones level money, but if he comes in underneath that, would you be interested? I I would be interested. I don't know if the Cowboys are, are interested in paying that kind of money for, at the position for the, that kind of player. I mean, I think it seems to me that the Cowboys are are more of the mind of trying to you know build a complete secondary as opposed to trying to get thriving you know free agent superstars at the position. And I think that there's there's certainly multiple ways to do that. 
But I just I just mm-hmm. can't imagine that they're spending at the cornerback position just because it's so expensive. I mean, you're just overpaying. It is. Especially at, at the positions that you should be getting in the draft, left tackle, quarterback, cornerback, pass, pass catcher. Those are the guys that you're going to – uh, could very much overpay for in free agency. So uh, I love William Jackson. I, I love. I mean, would I love to have him on the team? Absolutely. Do I think the Cowboys are going to spend what it takes to get him? Absolutely not. No, I and I would agree. I think he's going to get fourteen, fifteen million a year, uh, which he yep. deserves. The Cowboys likely aren't going to be interested. Now, if we go down a tier lane and we start looking at those guys that are anywhere between let's say three to eight million, there are a bunch of guys in there that I do think potentially fit. Uh, The first one is Shaq Griffin, who had a really good career with Seattle. He's a perfect cover three cornerback. It seems like his time with the Seahawks might be over. Uh, Again, somebody who at least Dan Quinn is somewhat familiar with. Is that one interesting to you? A little bit. Yeah. I mean, just because I don't know what his number is again, a lot of this is really difficult to, to kind of triangulate. I mean, I think over the cap does a really good job of trying to kind of estimate it, but I think with all the other factors this year, it, it still is very much a, a, a roll of the dice, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I think any yeah. of these guys who are kind of, we're going to talk about several of them, but any of the guys that are scheme fits in this tier, uh, it's a, this is a, a very good price tier to get a very good player for your scheme, I, I guess is the best way to put it. I think if yes. you're going to get yes. a versatile cornerback at this tier, the quality or, or at least the, res- the results, I think, that you're going to get from that player wouldn't be as good as the equivalent priced cover one, cover three, because they're because they're so rare that the best ones, uh, they don't have the same market value as the guys who can play in any scheme. So uh, guys like Shaq Griffith at this price tier, like that's near the top of 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 the tier for cover one, cover three only you know specific fit uh cornerbacks and i think yeah i mean from what you've seen uh him play in seattle he's had a lot of success in there um he, he's obviously very well versed so he's a plug and play starter and again you know the money might be such that maybe he wants to come in on a short on a one-year deal maybe you still draft a guy and and you know and, and just get really good cornerback play for relatively cheap uh it having the ability to kind of get somebody in this price tier whether it's long term whether you sign up for a three-year deal or just a short-term deal it allows you a lot of flexibility to not just also feel like you've you've resolved the position but you could still pick somebody Mm -hmm. young and try to develop them down the road as well all right let's play a quick game i'm going to give you a a cornerback and their projected salary and you just say yes or no are you ready go Chidibe Uwuzie at nine million a year. May yes, I think so. Yes, mm. because because of okay. flexibility. Exa- Good. That's also yes. All right. Xavier Rhodes at eight million a year. Yes. Yeah. See, I think I like that one even yeah. better than Uwuzie. Uh, Gary on Conley at two and a half million a year. Not a not a great man uh, corner. Much better in zone. Uh, maybe because I feel like there might be some upside there that hasn't been unlocked at Vegas. Okay, AJ Bouye, the the cornerback that played for the Jaguars before, uh, you know, played with Denver last year. Uh, lots of experience in a cover three system. Uh, one year, five million dollars is what over the cap is projecting. Are you interested in that? Mm, less than the other ones. I think AJ Bouye okay. is not going to have those other guys opposite of him uh, when he's when he's okay. covering now. Kevin King from the Green Bay Packers, one year, three and a half million. 
Yeah, I, I, I think because the, because See, because I, the, I do like the that price one. the price is 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 okay. You know what I'm saying? The, because it's a swing, a swing at the bat. And if and if he and if he's as bad as he was, you know, kind of near the end of the year last year, then you, you tried. If he's if he isn't, then you really got something because he is a very. I mean, he's a great physical specimen. I loved him coming out of college, sure. uh, so I I might take a chance with there. Last one, Jordan Lewis at. Two point two five million per year. He's playing safety. I don't. You can play whatever you want. It doesn't matter. Mm, nah, no, I'm probably, probably good. not. All right. All right, let's go ahead and move on to safeties in another position. The Cowboys certainly will likely attack in free agency. There's a bunch of guys out there. We did see a lot of the top safeties with Marcus Williams, Marcus May, and Justin Simmons all yeah. get tagged. Uh, but here are three guys that I think are at least somewhat interesting. I'm going to bring him up on every free agency show, Landon. Malik Hooker, a guy that we loved out of Ohio State, born to play the free safety role, uh, struggle with injuries. But that's a guy that if he comes in, what, at $3 million a year, $4 million a year, I think that's worth a gamble, Absolutely, right? Absolutely, gimme. I mean, the guys that you're taking swings at that have big upside, that at least can give you – I mean – the injury thing is one thing, but but for three million dollars, like that gives you that's not so expensive that that you know if you lose him for the year that you're just your your cap is wrecked. So I'm yes. taking a chance at three million dollars. Uh, Keanu Neal, the strong safety for the Atlanta Falcons, who obviously Dan Quinn knows very well in the box safety. Played actually a lot last year. Like he played 917 snaps, which was quite a bit more than he did over the last two years. Uh, five million per year is what over the cap is projecting. Are you interested? Not really. I mean, I I guess I understand why they are because it's a you know a familiarity there. But I don't yeah. know. I'd rather have Damian Dam- Wilson have those. I mean, Donovan Wilson to have those. Uh, Donovan have Wilson. those snaps. The not you know. But I I I totally anticipate that the Cowboys will sign him. Honestly. The, the you you do I think so you think the Cowboys are I okay. think they'll be that's interesting I mean, you, do you not I, and I would be fine with that I would because if if the goal idea is hey if he's right right and he's healthy I think he is one of the top let's say ten strong safeties in the league because he can absolutely fly to the football and maybe you just cobble together with Donovan Wilson and Keanu Neal and maybe you get solid play there but I don't hate it it's just it wouldn't be my favorite I, I just anticipate that we might be playing a lot more you know, three safety looks too. That so so maybe you want to be Donovan Wilson as the kind of nickel linebacker, strong safety, third safety role. You know, it, it'll be interesting to see how they evaluate all these guys. Mm-hmm. All right, and the last guy that I want to mention before we head out, this is actually probably the best safety left on the market, is John Johnson the third. Not a big name in the NFL right now, but he's quietly been one of the best safeties in the league for the Rams over the last three years. Uh, Pro Football Focus has him projected at 14 million a year, and Landon, the only reason, the only reason I am bringing him up is because we have heard, or at least I've heard, some whispers that the Cowboys are fans of his. We'll see if they have interest in free agency, but according to Pro Football Focus, this has been the number one graded free safety since the 2018 season. Uh, he did miss a little bit of time in 2019. But only 26 years old. Uh, do you have any any opinion on John Johnson? And would it surprise you if the Cowboys did spend that much money on a free safety type? It would. It would surprise me. Um, but I'm also not ruling anything out because uh, you know I think this, they've they've 
nibbled around the edges with this position for so long. And this is one of the first years that the market, even with all the, the tags, uh, the market is really good for free safeties. I mean, they're just for the sheer number of people. So maybe they actually yep. see they like them. Uh, the only thing I have against him is, you know, he played a lot of cover two and, and two deep uh, zone stuff. Correct. And so and that's not problematic. It's just, it's just not a lot of what we're going to do. So um, I, it's, it would be it would be a little bit of a, you know, a leap of faith to assume that he could do I, the free safety stuff all the time. But he did, he did some of it the previous years, you know, and that's the other thing. So yeah. there's not like there's not tape there, but it's just it's it's a lot of money for a, you know, projection from last year, I guess. Still, still a really, yeah, really good absolutely. player. So I'm, I'm curious to see what his market is in the upcoming days. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnCowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow me at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you next time.